0: Even though my whole world was changed, there was still so much more left.
1: I can do anything an able-bodied person can do, I'll just do it my way.
0: It doesn't matter what what it is, you will get to where you want to get to, and you will
1: be happy again. Hello and welcome to Life Rolls On, a podcast series where you hear stories from people living well after a life-altering injury. This podcast is powered by HireUp, a disability support platform connecting people like me with top-notch support workers. I'm your host, Steve Rao, someone who's been navigating a life-changing disability since my spinal cord injury five years ago. In this episode, I'm chatting with an old mate of mine, Gordie Broom, who I met when we played under-12s cricket together. Bit of a right arm round the wicket action. Um, I think I <laughs> scored a grand just- total of one run that whole season.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think every ball I'd try to hit a six, and otherwise I'd get out for a duck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Six, just six for nothing. But then yeah. I, in the field, I was... Great. learn how to handstand. I was really good at handstands. Yeah, yeah, a bit um, of finally finally
1: handstands. Yeah, really where I shined on the cricket field. Gordy and I grew up in the same area, and while we went to different schools, we ended up in the same friendship circles, going to the same parties. Amazingly, years later, in our 20s, we reconnected through acquiring a very similar injury.
0: My partner and I, Chloe, actually live in Tasmania, um, and we have a property down there. And... When we bought it, there was a mountain bike trail kind of going through the property that hadn't been ridden in a few years. So I had some mates come over and it was the first day and we're like digging it back in. We spent a few hours on it and the top part of the trail and there was a few kind of doubles in it to start off. And then, yeah, did a few practice runs. Nailed, nailed it. And then just tried to go a bit bigger on the on the last one and pulled a bit too hard and kind of came over the front of the handlebars and then front forks compressed and then that threw me even harder into the ground and just landed like i guess yeah completely on my neck didn't injure anything the neck took like the full brunt of the force um so nothing like missed my head missed every other part of my body um yeah so it was just just direct neck hit bang like the c yeah four five six level really
1: jeez I didn't know that. I thought I thought it must have. You must have hit your head, like. No, nah, just...
0: I was I was curled over the front, so like. Ah, All right. And then just ah. like. I I was pretty. They used to be nicknamed like the cat because I would just roll out of crashes. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. That that one couldn't couldn't roll out of it.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it was definitely <laughs> yeah, like right. in the moment was. Yeah, something's not good. Had my mate call out. He's like, "You're right." it was like, "No." <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, then the, the loss of sensation creeps up kind of from your toes all the way up. And then... Oh, right. I kept, and I was kind of on my side. And then I kept, I thought I had, like, broken... Because then my hands and it went numb. And I just, mm. like, had thought... Because I couldn't move it or feel it. I thought I'd, like, snap my wrist. And I kept asking, like, is my, like, wrist, like, in a funny direction? You're like, what's going on down there? No, 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 you're good. And then as it creeps up, and then like as your yeah, I guess your abdomen and your intercostals and your breathing starts to kind of shut down. I guess it got a little bit scary of like, uh oh. But um wow. I had my mate kind of yeah, open like move my arm, my shoulder a bit to kind of open my chest so I could breathe a bit better, and then it was all right. And then there was, yeah, the ambulance. The ambos came and there was a big team. There was like two ambulances, two fire trucks, like two teams of SES police cars. Wow. So the whole shebang cave, because the whole crew, like like there's a dirt road above where we were riding kind of 20 (laughs) meters up, but it was a really steep slope. So then they had to um, rig up all these rope systems and kind of, yeah, get me out of there and up, which was the success. And then half an hour ride to the uh, Royal Hobart um, where, yeah, I had all the scans and everything done there. And then at that point I couldn't, move anything i think i could maybe shrug my shoulders mm. but but that was it and then they did the, the surgery um straight away and then um woke up in the icu and then at that point yeah i had like uh, my wrists i had wrist extensors and biceps and so yeah. that was a really good sign that it was like c4 level i guess just shoulders initially yeah. and then after the surgery um I had those like c6 muscles with my wrists firing which was a good sign yeah Um, awesome. and then it was like three days there then they flew me um royal flying doctor service flew me to to melbourne to the austin because there's no spinal Mm -hmm. um, unit or anything in tassie and then was there finished my icu um fun times and then got into the ward and then yeah about two or three weeks later from there was flown up to royal north shore yeah Um, yeah, grew up here in Sydney. Family and friends and everything are here. Yeah. Did my stint
1: there and and then to Royal Rehab. Yeah, that's crazy about the um the loss of sensation creeping up. I didn't realize yeah. it was like that because I think because I was in the water, I probably didn't experience. I didn't probably feel it it like that. It would have just been floating and because I don't know, probably wouldn't have noticed it as much. But yeah, that's that's a creepy feeling to have it like kind of feeling like it's going, it's going, it's going.
0: Yeah, it just like felt it come. Mm. Coming coming from the toes up and that was like instant just um I guess acceptance that something was bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'll come back from this one. Yeah, jeez.
1: A... In terms of in
0: terms of, you know, like normal body full recovery. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um and then first thought was like went straight to Chloe. Like, oh, oh no.
1: <laughs> yeah. What have I done?
0: Poor Chloe. Um yeah, it was just that. I think I was lying there and I I had a, yeah, definitely had a, a moment of acceptance of like something wasn't right. But then, yeah, as moving through the weeks and months, um, post the injury date and learning your new body and things, it was just very much, well, for me, it was just focusing on the things you could do or the things, um, that were within, you know, a good, like setting goals that were within reach that, instead of focusing on everything you can't do anymore yeah it was just like all right what what can I do now like the goals but right now what can I do what can I move being grateful for those and then really working hard to be able to be a bit better in, in movements and and you know trying to get yourself care down and then of a longer term was like hearing about and, and seeing what other people with a similar level of injury are capable of and knowing that well if they can do it then I can strive to get to that goal as well of what they can do but I was just I was lucky I think when I was in Melbourne and I, yeah, I had the tube taken out of my throat and I was like coherent then and not as mm-hmm. many drugs and one of the doctors came down and yeah I, I never asked whether like I never asked the walking question I just I just didn't I never went there. So I just knew something's wrong. <laughs> so I was like, no point in being like, is this permanent? Like will I walk again? And then the doctor came down once he's like, look, you yeah, you've you've obviously had a very serious injury, but um you know, you'll still you'll still live a fulfilling life. There's still so much left in the world for you and for you to do, and if you have the right you know mindset and attitude then like there's there's so much left in the world for you, I guess initially early on that was a big that really helped me accept that you know it, it, even though my whole world was changed
1: that there was still so much more left that's yeah, that's really good advice like awesome to hear that so early as well and yeah uh, I think um, yeah, now definitely respect that attitude heaps because i think when i first got hurt like it took me a while to kind of get my head around things and um yeah. kind of adjust to it a bit so yeah that respect to like get kind of in that headspace so early it's so unreal because i feel like early on
0: it was just like i had chloe showing like social media social media is amazing so i had chloe showing me all these you know c5-6 quads doing all these amazing things so it was never there was never like a I can't. I like I can't do attitude. Mm. It was always like one day I will be able to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's you awesome. see all these other people yeah. that are, that can do all these things, and you're like, well, alright. Well, if I, you know, if obviously everyone's different, everyone has different. Um, with a spinal cord injury, it's just totally different. But you can kind of get a decent gauge on like yeah. what you might be able to do eventually. Um, but I guess the thing we're Really excited for is we have a van, a long wheelbase Crafter um, that we're going to fit out so I can drive it and also live in the back of it. So we'll have a like a bedroom, a bathroom, um, and a kitchen in it, which we yeah, pretty yeah. amazing. Get back to the van life kind of lifestyle that we loved because early on it was like, yeah, I guess it was a bit of like, an, oh no, what, like how, how do we get back to the bush? How mm-hmm. do we how do mm-hmm. we get to these wild places? Um, so I guess just yeah, trying to trying to brainstorm and figure all that out. Um even just like when we tried to go kayaking, it was like, yeah, we've got this harness, it should work.
1: Point yeah, minute. yeah, exactly. Like,
0: right, oh right. okay, maybe it didn't work very well. That's <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. river, five meters out from the boat rear. Um I guess it's more of that you gotta nothing comes easy with setup for with a quad I guess I I can't speak for, you know, paris but for chords it's nothing comes in. You've got to just keep working at a system that works. Yeah. Um, everything's super customized to each person, right? Yeah.
1: Like everything's got to be right for them. Yeah.
0: So getting back out into nature, into the water, into the bush, into whatever you're doing is just like figure out the system that works. Spend time and patience to like figure out that system and then then once you have it, you have it. And then you can access these places and things. But that's, yeah, I guess ongoing for myself and Chloe is just places where I can't access. It's like, how, how can we access those places? Yeah. So yeah, things, exactly. you know, and those things that we thought, well, we, that we wouldn't do again or I wouldn't do again. It's like, well, no, you kind of
1: can. Like, you just got to figure out how. Gordy, as you can hear, has a very accepting can-do attitude when it comes to life after injury. But adjusting to a new way of being in the world is not easy. There's a lot to get your head around and a lot of feelings to process. Ones that, as Gordy says, can't be pushed away with positivity.
0: People can just constantly tell you to be positive, and it's quite, kind of gets annoying. But it is. Yeah. I, I think it's it, it's really important, and there is a time for for grieving. Um, and I kind of just didn't focus on grieving until I was I felt like I was at a a good point physically and mentally to mm. go to that space yeah, um, yeah, and not be sucked into a hole I guess yeah um so I kind of just kept pushing it away and pushing away and, and focusing on what I could do and being positive and then I got to a point where I was at rehab and then I allowed I allowed those feelings and those thoughts and that grieving process to start kind of then to yeah, to yeah. grieve that I'd lost and that I won't be living and continuing um, yeah really important also to not just block it out and be mr yeah. positive like those those feelings are there and they're real and they'll catch up with you so you, you need to exactly pace and time to to go there
1: exactly um, yeah got to process it can't, can't yeah of turn away from it yeah
0: yeah uh, but i just kind of pushed it away and away until i knew i was in a good mm. place to then venture venture into that mind space yeah. i guess
1: totally yeah because i think in the early days it's really like there's just so much going on that you don't even have like the space or the time to even like process it or think about it like that it's like there's too much it's too hectic like it's like even if you wanted to it's kind of like you can't like there's people noises like yeah Yeah. everything's
0: going on there's not much alone time (laughs) totally yeah
1: doesn't yeah you don't get that opportunity until yeah probably later on where you can yeah reflect on it and like move on in a good way like yeah yeah that like having that the peer support around
0: also is great like you yeah uh, you've been awesome just to like reconnect with and and just feed off each other i think it's really good yeah
1: yeah and likewise man like because i think i think um the danger and I, i i kind of think about this sometimes with with this injury is like if you get sort of it's such a balancing act, right? Because you you have all these, uh, you know, really big gains at the start and there's like massive changes in like, okay, I can do this now. I can do that now. I'm getting to this. And then all of a sudden that kind of plateaus off a little bit. And then I think there's this danger in um, being too accepting or like complacent with what you've got to. And I think like when we've started, you know, doing our training sessions together and stuff like that, it's kind of made me go, man, I could probably like you know maybe i can slide transfer or things like that where i i tried you know a couple of years ago but then when when COVID happened and then i like got all these new habits it's like i just kind of didn't try those things again so like you know like you said like challenging each other and like getting some more motivation i think and like re-attempting those milestones that maybe you know they are possible now like you know with a bit of extra strength that's come back or like those incremental gains that have happened um yeah so equally like yeah been really good in the sense of like you know kept motivated motivation up in the longer term too while chatting with gordy someone who is so keen to be out in the world exploring and adventuring i asked him to share what he finds hardest about life in a different body the
0: world isn't accessible
1: Mm. the world wasn't made for a wheelchair i
0: guess yeah Um, so that can slow you down a little bit. Um, I don't know. Now I'm just life, life is a skate park and I'm on a skateboard now. So it's, it yeah. can be fun Can be scary. Um, but obviously the biggest in, inhibitors of that is that just loss of independence, whether that's, you know, like within your self care and um, morning routines and things like that, then all the way to independence in just, being able to go out and know you're not going to be inhibited by like a set of stairs or um, mm. access to somewhere or, or what like whatever it is at the moment I'm not driving. So I uh, get too far. Um, yeah. Just, I think that just that loss of independence is kind of the biggest, the biggest thing to overcome and that gets, you know, better with time um, yeah. regarding your self care and, and things like that. But I don't know, I haven't been in a chair for too long, but it seems like it's really moving forward in terms of community access and um, awareness of of that universal design where now they're just designing things that it's not for people with disability or anything. It's
1: just, yeah, a design that works for everyone.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And like you said as well, it's sort of like the environment that's disabling. It's like if you can find ways to, to get around it, then then yeah. the disability kind of doesn't exist. But, like, yeah. just because the world is, yeah, like, there, there are just those inherent, like, barriers in some areas. So it's just finding ways around them. And, like, it's just, like, a constant kind of, you know, thing of, like, getting out and doing stuff and, like, self-advocacy figuring and, like, yeah, just getting out and doing yep. things, yeah, figuring it out. Um, but, yeah, then I, I reckon you definitely have to become, like, really problem-solving as well. Yes. constantly like you've always got to think like okay what happens if this and this and this like there's always so many things that might pop up so you kind of to have to consider everything before you even make the first kind of like um you know attempt at doing something
0: and then also becoming like a micro engineer
1: yeah yeah literally figuring things out yeah get yeah, very well acquainted with um alan keys
0: <laughs> yeah i like it. yep yep and all types of bands and straps to hold things together yeah yeah
1: exactly just yeah, just jerry-rigging absolutely everything. <laughs> <laughs> On this topic, Gordy shares a bunch of different assistive technology that helps him do the things he loves, including his bike. I bought a mountain bike. I bought a, um, a bowhead reach with some quad adaptions.
0: Um, and, yeah, I, I, I guess it's been hard since the injury. I was so, you know, lived in the outdoors, did so many activities, and um I guess was just always, always stoked. Um, And then since the injury and coming back to community, it was just like Mm. finding that feeling again. Like I um, I wasn't happy and living a very fulfilling life at the moment, but it was just that adrenaline rush and that stoked feeling of doing an activity and having a beer with some friends afterwards and just that. Yeah. I don't know. I just never quite, found it but then learning to ride my new bike um in the last few weeks it's just been yeah really awesome felt like I've kind of found my mojo again and felt really um yeah just really confident in myself um and being able to like feeling like I'm riding really well and picking up a skill and feeling really good about that and I guess just feeling stoked and being back in the bush and um Definitely as like a piece of recreational equipment. The bike has been has been unreal. Yeah. It's been unbelievable. I've only ridden it like four or five times. But just yeah, getting back onto that and getting out into the bush and just places you can't you can't take your wheelchair. It's been yeah. pretty, pretty amazing. And then also all the other feelings and stuff that come with being back riding with friends and and my dog and and that that stoked feeling. Yeah, but then like true something I guess I use quite often in my everyday like day-to-day activities because um, I'm in a manual wheelchair I have like my Baytech attachment um, the powered front wheel and that is yeah as <laughs> I'm not very good with hills braking or pushing up so if I want to go out into the community it's just like it's a bit of a yeah I definitely need assistance um, but with the Baytech and have that on it's yeah it's <laughs> you can zoom around and it gets you around the community a lot, like really, really good. And then you just unclip it. If you go to get to the shop or whatever, and then you push around in your manual chair and then clip it back on when you need to tackle some Hills. Sick. But that's yeah. been like, there's always the, the Baytech chat with um, other people out in the world. Every, every say, man and their dog. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mate, what is that? <laughs> that's pretty cool. You? Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Exactly. Too fast. But that's been really awesome. And then just like, um, Through the summer, I guess not really AT, but more sort of, but a spray bottle. Um, Yeah, critical. Struggling the heat. That is like
1: critical for cooling down. Um, Totally. Jumping in here to explain, for those who don't know, cooling down is difficult for anyone with damage to the spinal cord because it impacts temperature control. An injury to T6, which is midway up your back and above, like mine and Gordy's, means that you don't sweat. And also due to a lack of movement, our circulation isn't as good all of which makes maintaining a comfortable body temperature challenging. And then I've got a couple of like random dressing aids that are really
0: handy um, from like Abilities. It's just like a guy in the state. And Active Hands, which are like awesome to create grip in doing loads of things. And then I wear um, these gloves called Gloves for Life to help push and break when I'm in my chair. Um, Not when I'm at home, but when I go out. And they're, yeah, I take them everywhere. And also for transferring. I like, yeah. That I use them every day, always. Yeah, those yeah, gloves. Yeah, yeah. The gloves. are the like... palm,
1: the palm grip ones. Yeah. Like with the strap. Yeah, the palm yeah. Grip.
0: yeah, so they kind of, I can get them on and off, strap them on, and then there's a big rubber pad in the palm, um, for grip. So they're things really for good grip. for trans- transferring, um, and then also pushing and braking in the wheelchair.
1: Yeah, but I definitely right. use
0: them like, every day, and like an electric toothbrush.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The old Oral B smile. Some simple yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, I think the, uh, the electric toothbrush is a game changer as well, Just is so, oh, yeah. so, much, so much better. <laughs> Speaking of game changers, Gordy and I are both lucky to have joined the disability community at a time where we have the National Disability Insurance Scheme, or NDIS. That said, it can be a bit of a beast to navigate, so I asked Gordy to give us his best tips for people who are new to the scheme.
0: Having a good support coordinator has been a lifesaver for sure helping you navigate that system. Um, Yeah, Dan, who I use, he's just, he's helped a lot in regards to, yeah, having things approved, um, getting funding for certain things, um, working back and forth with the NDIS coordinator that like takes on my case each time. Um, Yeah, he's been a really big advocate for for myself and yeah, the funding side of things um i think that's a big huge help having the right Mm. support coordinator that knows you and and understands you and your needs um that's really kind of relatable i found that has been a huge help if you i think like a big one if you if you need support um especially with like your personal care routine and everything like finding the right team and the right people um can make a huge difference and not having a different person every day of the week kind of trying to yeah find the people that you really connect with and you can yeah you feel really comfortable with um that are reliable and then when you're working more towards those i guess goals like for me goals of independence it really helps having the right support that are there to encourage me and to help me kind of achieve those goals so without the right support team that's definitely definitely tricky would be trickier and not feeling comfortable to
1: you know ask
0: ask for help in certain places and things yeah
1: i reckon that's there yeah, that's huge yeah. like building the right team and having the right people around to help. yeah yeah because it's like it's a fair bit of fair chunk of your morning you gotta you know spend with somebody yeah. so you want to make sure you get along <laughs> and like yeah you know each other and you're comfortable get the right team this is probably one that's a bit related to the whole, like, comments that people make about the Baytech when you're out and about, like, oh, how, how, what's that thing, mate? Um, it's like, what do you wish people knew about life with spinal cord injury and – or what are some misconceptions that people have? I think a huge one is, like, people people see
0: you – they see your, your, like, paralysis. Like, they see, oh, okay, he's in a wheelchair, he can't move his legs, but then that's kind of it. They just think you can't move your legs or something or mm. – or he's got impaired function in his arms and fingers, but then they don't know all the other things of like having no core, not having a, di- like only having a diaphragm um, for breathing, coughing, all that kind of stuff. Um, the bladder, bowels, like if everyone kind of knew the whole picture and the big picture and just like skin, mm-hmm. like pressure, um, I think that would... Help people interact a bit, a bit uh, more socially accepting, as opposed yeah. to like. Oh, great! Great to see you out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: But just like not knowing, also because they all, mm. all they all mm. they see is yeah, you can't move your legs, kind of thing. But it's a whole yeah iceberg below the water. Yeah, that, I, guess, I was I was gonna say
1: the iceberg thing. Yeah, it's like so much underneath.
0: I think yeah. people definitely treat you slightly different not saying they treat you badly but they treat you slightly different once they can understand a bit more of the, the hidden and part of the iceberg
1: yeah for sure and like um even to that point of like treating differently like pre-injury to post-injury like just out and about like it's definitely a different experience <laughs> oh <laughs> just yeah because, you know, asks, people like people asks, like don't know yeah
0: yeah they don't look or like you go to a, a restaurant or something and you're just looking up and there's talking to Chloe and asking Chloe, like, what I'd like. It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll have a pizza, please.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I'm still here, I can still talk.
1: Yeah, and I think it's like people, yeah, maybe don't know don't know how to talk to people in a wheelchair, but it's like, there's nothing different. Like, yeah, everyone's just a person at the end of the day, just treat everyone the same. And like, it's the easiest, <laughs> simplest thing to do. Like, But it's, yeah, it's sometimes, because people don't know about the injury, it gets like people get lost or confused about how to talk yeah. about things. So, yeah. There's definitely get
0: to some total, total legends who just like, yeah, that doesn't even cross their mind. It's yeah.
1: Complete changes. Exactly. Yeah. You can back. Like, yeah, just like hit it off from the start and there's no, yeah. it doesn't feel weird. When Gordy and I chatted for this episode, he and his girlfriend Chloe were in the middle of preparing to move from Sydney to Tasmania where they own a property. They've since done that and are in the process of converting a caravan so they can both get out adventuring. I've linked the adaptive equipment company Gordy mentioned, Abilities, in the show notes and encourage any adventure seekers to check out Baytech Mobility and the Bowhead, which I've also linked. Life Rolls On is hosted by me, Steve Ralph, and produced by Melanie Dimmitt. The podcast is powered by Higher Up, a disability support platform connecting people like me with top-notch support workers. Thanks for listening and catch you soon for the next episode of Life Rolls On.